Americans keep spending, tensions in the Middle East keep rising, oil and gold remain upbeat while US stock indices are hampered by a sharp, sharp sell-off in chip stocks as the US now imposes new and further restrictions to its exports towards China. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So data released yesterday in the US told us a good old story. The Americans won't stop spending for God's sake. Now, if you watched yesterday's episode of Market Talk, you know that the strong retail sales data that we got yesterday from the US didn't come as a shocker to me. If you expect people to slow their spending, well, September is not necessarily the best month to bet your shirt on it. Plus, the student loan repayments that will start only in October in the US and could maybe eventually affect the October retail sales figures in the US. And the slump that we see in the US household savings, well, don't mean that Americans are left with no savings at all. It simply means that they will apparently keep spending until they have no more money left in their pockets. And then, well, maybe cliff. Now, interestingly, the Bank of America's CEO actually said that the Federal Reserve's monetary policy tightening campaign has successfully slowed consumer spending in the US. Either he knows something that we all don't know or someone must just tell this dude that the resilience of the US consumer spending is partly and mainly responsible for a jaw-droppingly resilient US economy to the Fed rate hikes and the misery of the rest of us by the same occasion. So yesterday's stronger than expected retail sales data in the US boosted the probability that the Federal Reserve could opt for another or maybe a last interest rate hike when it meets in December, not in November, in December or maybe in January as well. Well, the expected for the FOMC's November meeting remains surprisingly unchanged with a solid 90% chance of a no interest rate hike. The probability of the November interest rate hike doesn't really move these days, well, despite the economic data. Now, in the sovereign space, the US two-year yield spiked to a fresh high since 2007 after yesterday's strong retail sales data, while the US 10-year yield spiked above the 4.80% mark, regardless of mounting tensions in Gaza, reminding all those investors who are looking for safety from these geopolitical tensions in the Middle East that well, the US sovereign space or the US sovereign safety is well limited by potentially sharp reaction to economic data a crowded issuance calendar from the US Treasury, the possibility of a further belt tightening from the Federal Reserve. Yes, yes, that possibility is still real and alive and also concerns about the high and rising US deficit in an environment where the US is not only expected to help Ukrainians in their war against Russians, but also finance the Israeli war in Gaza. But the Americans could discuss all that when they find a new house speaker because right now everything is blocked. So. That's where we are right now. Even though the US deals are on the rise these days, while investors see little place to hide besides gold, so going into the non-interest bearing gold now seems like an okay option for investors looking for safety. And this is why we see gold spike above its 200-day moving average, while normally 
and I say normal, like normal times, investors kind of dislike gold in an environment where they could actually get higher interest payments elsewhere, like in US sovereigns. But in war times, well, gold actually does remain a good and a strong and a solid hedge against risky assets that actually get smashed by a severe fall in the global risk appetite, whereas gold actually defies mountains and the rising US yields. Now, higher US yields are also bad for stock value obviously but what triggered yesterday's sell-off in the US stock markets was not only a rebound that we saw in the US yields but mostly and majorly a major slump in the US chip stocks that took the market down with them as they dive because the AI investors darling Nvidia took an almost 5% hit at yesterday's trading session after the US announced that they will bring more sanctions on the table to advance chip exports towards China to prevent the Chinese from using them in military stuff and improving their military equipment with these US chips. Intel fell 1.37% yesterday and AMD shed 1.24%. The US President Joe Biden went to Israel to show his support to Israel, which in the meantime bombed the heck out of a hospital in Gaza and killed at least 500 people according to the latest news. Now, the rising tensions in the Middle East pushed oil to a fresh high since tensions in Gaza started. The barrel of American crude flirted with the $89 per barrel level, and I am afraid that we will see these tensions further escalate in Gaza in the next few days, and that could actually send oil prices higher by a big big chunk, especially if Iran gets involved in the carnage that we see in the Middle East. Now, the fact that US oil inventories fell by 4.4 million barrels last week, so that was the API data released yesterday, and that agreement between the US and Venezuela to relieve a part of the sanctions against the Venezuelan oil are rapidly swept under the rug when things get real and well, real ugly in the Middle East region. For U.S. oil inventories, well, last week's draw is just a minor correction of the huge 12 million barrel bill that we saw the week before in the U.S. crude inventories. And for Venezuela, well, the country actually does have the potential to replace the Iranian oil as it has the world's largest proven oil reserves. And it actually used to pump around three to four million barrels a day back in 1990s. But production fell by 75% since then. And their state oil giant has been severely debilitated due to years of defaults, mismanagement, insufficient investment, sanctions, corruption, and a massive, massive outflow that the country experienced of its skilled workers. So the thing is, the Venezuelan oil is not going to hit the market tomorrow. Venezuela won't be putting 4 million barrels on the table for the international markets to use it. And that's well, Tom Muir for oil companies, which actually see their stock prices surge on all this brilliant set of news. Shell, for example, hit a record high at yesterday's trading session, even though a CEO, 
well, had to give his speech via a video link instead of in person in London's Park Lane Energy Intelligence Forum because, well, a little and an evil girl called Greta Thunberg and her hundreds of followers came to protest climate damages in front of the oil venue. So little Greta got arrested in London yesterday as the big boys of the oil industry cheered the juicy profits. You know what? Climate will pay the bill. Elsewhere, the bank earnings of yesterday were actually quite mixed, while Goldman's profit fell for the eighth straight quarter, eighth straight quarter, and it fell by a decent 33%. The stock price came this close to the $300 psychological mark after the results. The Bank of America, on the other hand, topped profit estimates on trading and net interest income. Its shares rebounded by 2%, but they rebounded by 2% from an almost two-year low. Morgan Stanley will report today, along with Tesla and Netflix. So we'll keep an eye on that today. On the economic data front, Chinese growth actually beat expectations as it came this close to the 5% psychological mark in the third quarter. Retail sales in China rose more than expected as unemployment fell. On the flip side of the planet, inflation in Canada is. Wages in the UK grew slower than expected by analysts, but, but inflation in the UK didn't fall as much as expected, unfortunately. Now, note that the deviation from expectations for this uh, latest UK inflation number is minor, and the latest update won't matter for the Bank of England expectations, which will will certainly keep the interest rate in the UK steady when it meets at its next monetary policy meeting. But that will hardly prevent cable from falling toward the 120 psychological mark if the Federal Reserve does give in to strong economic data. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and like these videos to show us that you actually do enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.